watching prohibition fall down. All right, man, wake and bake, Scotty. Are you yeah. baked yet, or are you waking and baking now? Uh, I might have hit a couple of, couple of devices beforehand. Might have hit my inhaler when I woke up, and then I saved the honey badger, though. I'm going to do that now. Fair enough, fair enough. The guy, today's show, you should get ready. You should pack a bowl, roll a spliff, blunt joint, take a dab, load your bucket, maybe, I say. <laughs> what other know. so many ways to consume these days is the fabulous time to be live and enjoying cannabis. Today's sure show, give a little preview and what's going on. We're going to be discussing, uh, I was just at the Indo Expo in Portland. There's a great talk given called Dispelling Myths in Commercial Cannabis Cultivation. Yes. Uh, it was a panel of three doctors, three, I believe I'd say three PhDs, I think. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's isn't that the same thing as a doctor? If you haven't seen it yet, it is on our YouTube channel as well. You can check it out. But we're going to have some discussion about the cannabis industry scaling up. Are you a small farmer? Are you trying to make money in this business? Uh, as well as comparisons to some different businesses in, in Fort Collins, actually. Dr. Colin Bell brought up um, and Jeff Lowenfels as well was on the panel. And he has, some, I don't know, he has some, do you think he has some good things to say, Scotty, or just wakes you up a little bit? Interesting perspective. And it's like a, I don't know, it's like a mean coach, not a mean coach, like a stern coach telling you, that's great, you've you done good here, but they'll eat you alive when you get up to the next level. <laughs> he kind Stay of has, tuned for that. In the news, we have marijuana strains that boost creativity. That's what the article claims. I give it a question mark. We'll talk about it. As well as Zach, I, I believe that I was running after getting super high and I kept on having to stop and jot down ideas. I swear. So maybe there is something to it. This article is titled 11 Arrested, Gun Seized in Huge Black Market Marijuana Grow at Sacramento Wildlife Preserve. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I guess it's still worth it to risk your life and grow a bunch of weed in the woods. Yeah, I think that's still going on. Three, 4,000 oh. pounds of weed is still worth it. I was going to ask your opinion, your opinion on that. But before we do, guys, don't forget, keep it quaint here, but DGC membership, strong, with $10 a month to support this show. You can do it for one month, two months. You can do it for four years. Shout out to you cats that have been supporting us that long. Uh, it's a great way to feel good. If we've helped you grow, if you like what you're hearing, I'm not bullshitting. This is so far, I, would, I don't know, I'll say 90% of anything that's come in, Scotty, has gone back into from getting this show going. Uh, the studio you just revamped. Guru just got a new laptop. 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 <laughs> Better slow down. As well as... What else? You tell me. Uh, this, I'm, st I'm still reeling from this studio, but it, it looks nice and Guru got everything he wanted. <clears throat> proper skin tone, proper uh, background color. So I'm happy. And I look a little bit tanner, not because of the proper skin tone. It is summertime. I've been getting out, Scotty. I've been getting out. Me too. Me too. I've been enjoying it. I'm kind of dreading the winter. But this membership drive you're hearing about almost every show we're trying to get or going to get to 1,000 members. We're about 600-something there. We have cracked or cracked the books, done the budget. About 1,000 members is what we need. We have about six, seven people on payroll behind the screens here, if you will. Don't look behind the green screen. Uh -huh. Webmaster, we got Potsy Weeder cracking away, helping people. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. So long story sure. short, if you feel you'd like to support $10 a month, dudegrows.com, under support us. When you're logged in after becoming a member, you'll see all your member-only deals on the member-only deals tab. Yeah, love it. Love There's it, some dude. serious ones, too, some serious deals. Mm. 
Just made right. a new recharge coupon with free shipping. So check that out, members. 30% off, yes. free shipping. Big seed giveaway coming too, August 15th for members. Three packs, Dominion Munson, a pack of Katsu, your choice, and a pack of Crockett. Family yeah. Farms, your just choice. For, Shout out Seeds Here Now. Just for all the seed hookups that we get from old James Bean at Seeds Here Now, it's worth it to become a member. He has to seed hookup, I think. His last name is Bean. <laughs> He sure does. He sure does. Sir. All right. This picture here, seeing what the DGC is smoking on and growing is ridiculous. This is off of IG, actually, guys. Hashtag Dude Grow Show. Johnny Stomper. And we're just looking. Man, this is a flower that is completely covered in trikes. Like, it looks like if you didn't know, you might think this was a fungus problem. No, like that's the white right there. Yeah. In his description, Johnny Stomper it's definitely the white. Johnny Stomper says that this is hashtag platinum cheese caked up before the flush. We made a bunch of crosses with this girl recently. I'm pretty sure 2020 being the year is going to be one big snowstorm. Get your coats ready, Scotty. Awesome. Awesome. I said I, I didn't want winter to come, but I'll take this kind of frost, a little frost every now and again. I mean, if you're looking at flour like that, like dried up and cured in a bowl, like, you know, or in like a jar, that's going to get you just that just High school high, okay? <laughs> you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. All right, let's see here. We got, uh, what are you guys medicating with? I can get there pretty easy. I got to pull this out. Yo, check this out. So people are always handing us weed at the DGC cup and stuff like that. And I vaguely remember this, but somebody walks up to me and hands me this piece of loose leaf paper. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, check it. Check out this weed. And it just says on there, it says Jeff. And then it says Kimbo Kush. And I kind of just put it in my pocket. It's been in my drawer for a while. And I pulled it out a couple of days ago. It is the fucking dankest bud. I mean, holy shit. Thank you for hooking me up with this. I only got that much left because how fucking dank it is, man. But beautiful frost. Kimbo Kush, wouldn't it? Entered into the PGC Cup, I think. Could be. Maybe this was his entry. This is Jeff right here. And no last name. Yeah. But amazing, amazing grower <laughs> over there. All right, I can one up you because yes, I was hanging out with JR and we, he has what he calls his cookie crumble. You know, that's his concentrate, I believe, a closed loop PHO system type of concentrate. That makes sense. Uh, it's really just a little French toast and cookies, Scotty, which is <laughs> the cross there. Okay. That's the flower. But what it always does, what it gets you, and this is actually a good way, uh, it makes a bowl last for a long time, it balls up a little bit of the flower. You know, with his cookie crumble. Well, I don't know if we want to call it a wax or what exactly he calls it. Probably not a wax. But a that shit makes a burning bowl for like in a good way a long time. And I forgot, I haven't mixed. Do you ever do any flour mixing with concentrates? Just with old school hash. I would definitely mix hash in, or, you know, or top it on a bowl. Or if it was, yeah, pretty much always just top it on a bowl because it kind of melts in there really quick. But I don't know. It's 2019 and concentrates have gotten fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I would. To the point, dude, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wasting flour. that on top of a bowl. No. I'm putting that in a banger and yeah. taking it straight to the face. I agree. Mark and edit just for guru. Not really. We got to cut that. I would, what did he say? I would load a banger and take it straight to the face. <laughs> I said, I, I think I said, yeah, I'd load up a banger and take it straight to the face. I, we just need the audio cut. That's all. Just, just <laughs> okay. so, that's a good no one. Context to it. <laughs> oh, right. you don't, you don't want to get in a no context uh, audio clip uh, with me, man. Don't even audio start, clip man. war with me. I love it. Now, will you be able to feel your face, sir? Maybe. That It depends on the quality of the hash <laughs> at that point. I can't feel my face when I smoke right. you.
All right, so what's going on is I was hanging out in Portland at the Indo Expo. If you're a grower, it's a great show. Walk the show, you can get genetics. Nutrient companies are there, people with grow systems. There's also a lot of great speakers and panels, if you will. The panel that I wanted to talk about today was the one with Dr. Ka well, first the title was Dispelling Myths in Commercial Cannabis Cultivation yes. with Dr. Colin Bell, Peter Guru, you got his last name, Conjoin? Conjoin, I believe. Conjoin. Ooh, nice. All right. And Jeff Lowenfels with Shango Lowe's from a Shaping Fire moderating. He did also speak at this event on Autoflowers, but he was moderating this one and asking the questions. Hey, I thought he did a really good job from one podcaster to another. Yeah, he definitely, I always say it's not a competition between us because we're all so different. And just listen to him talk. He's a hell of a lot different than this show, but excellent. Really enjoyed him. Yeah, in all different realms of the industry, Jeff Lowenfelds has done teaming with microbes. He's a home grower for a long time, preaches about organic gardening. He's posted in the Alaska Daily, whatever that paper is, for like 40 years. Anchorage Bill, Daily News, I think. Colin Bell with Grosentia. Uh, he is into microbiology. And then we had, the, which I didn't know this guy, Peter Conjoin. He has like 30 years greenhouse experience with placentas. Placentas. Did I say placentas? Really? <laughs> that was really weird because you did poinsettias, yes, as well as geraniums. And he had some good points. Did you catch a talk where he's talking about the crossover? You're a guy like that looking into our industry to some degrees. It's yep. like, whoa. Oh, yeah. it's a, Poinsettias, actually, I found out. We know flower farmer that actually grows really good hemp, really good CBD. And he's like a poinsettia farmer from Pennsylvania. They came down to join. And I didn't really understand it, but... Dude, there's so many poinsettias sold. I want to say it's like the number one flowering plant. It is the number one flower sold in America. So think about Until all Christmas those, time. It, well, th yeah, I guess so. But think about all those greenhouses that are loaded with poinsettias where they're just, I've talked to people that sell like uh, lettuce and stuff like that. They're like, we make a fraction of a penny on each one. It's like where, where, they're, where they're eking out just profits, like barely getting by. And then they're going to see the profit margins coming from cannabis mm -hmm. and see their greenhouse that's already set up, full climate control, yep. ready to go. They have best management practices. Those guys are seeing dollar signs. And it could go for $60 a pound at that point. It's just this giant, you know, this just, just bucked product that comes in, you know, the same thing that oranges would come in, you know, those giant bins. Yeah. And the, there's, there's two sides of it. I remember Shangalos was saying, hey, yeah, you can have your... Budweiser, whatever, Pepsi of mm -hmm. cannabis and fields of flowers that are going to taste, I, I don't know how they're going to taste. Why, why uh, would they taste terrible? I mean, I'm just saying if they had good technology and plus you're putting it in a cartridge. So if they have you know, frozen yeah. you know, trucks that can freeze the stuff. I think that's the market they're going to want. <laughs> I, don't think I have somebody's... a question for you, though. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you think that there's not going to be a huge difference in quality, explain to me how a commercial tomato versus one you grew yourself. I didn't say there uh, wouldn't nice. be a huge difference in quality. But I still go and eat tomatoes from the store. Yes, they're lacking in some things. I love it. You know, my buddy actually posted this post from a uh, picture from Italy and everything looked different there. You know, the tomatoes on his plate looked different. They looked just amazing. But you just said that, yeah, you're probably, I think you're right that on the larger scale, they're going to focus on like the tobacco industry is focusing on vape pens. That's what I'm saying. So I've been digging on these cartridges, just took my family to the fair yesterday and I was able to hit this vape pen all over the place and it was great. And I'm just thinking that that's going to be the giant growth market is going to be people like my mother-in-law that are able to get a, you know, one-to-one -one THC to CBD vape pen and it makes them, you know, they enjoy it. They take one or two hits and like I said, it's all a progression. So after a while that we buy in, 
you know, two a day, I'm sorry, one, one every other day or something like that. Or maybe they want to get what Marlboro and all those guys used to want you to smoke a pack a day, right? Why I see here in the notes that it was disturbing for you when Dr. Colin Bell made a comparison to the craft brew industry, the local uh, New Belgium in Fort Collins. Yeah, well, because he starts, we're all thinking, we've all been saying, oh, just like the craft brew industry, they're all making it. It's wonderful. It's total fragmented industry with a bunch of people making money. And then the reality check happens. So New Belgium is the number one craft brewery in, I guess, the world, in the country, whatever. At least the country, if not the world. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, at least the country. And they're big, you know, and, but what's happening is they're competing. First off, they introduced everybody to real high quality beer. So then think about if you do that, you introduce somebody comes to your, or checks out your brand. Hold up just, I don't, so we don't anger anybody. I won't say they introduced everybody to high quality beer, but some Okay. My apologies. They introduced, <laughs> I'm saying like to me or to the, you know, to, to a hypothetical person. So you had a little bit of brand loyalty and then yeah. you're like, Hey, there's this cool beer. Let me try that. And there's this cool beer. Now all of a sudden they have they have you know once every thirty days you're drinking a new Belgian beer or maybe you don't drink them at all. Well, that's what could happen in the in the cannabis industry, you know, to some of these big players. But what I found out was really interesting. So all oh, you got to smoke. I said interesting. All these small players that you think are mom and pops, particularly in the beer industry, is what what we'll go back to. A lot of them are getting bought up by Budweiser and, you know, Anheuser-Busch or, you know, Coors, whoever. But you think these are mom and pops you're giving your money to, but you're not. You're giving your money just to these big giants to make them stronger. And it's very sneaky the way it's done. Or New Belgium's kind of in a weird position, <coughs> too, where it got too big to be small and too small to be big. Yeah. And it's a business point where they're kind of, uh, they can they have to compete against everyone. Like the, it's not like they have a little niche where they're competing against other craft brew people. Yeah. They're the biggest, best craft brew. They're going to win. Uh, their Girl, margins, did you steal that from smaller. Peter? Uh, yeah. I, I stole that one line from Peter, but this point, yeah, I'm just getting, sure. this, this point I'm getting to now is a little bit different and nuanced. But no, they're, they're in like a weird business position where they don't have a niche to fill. Uh, where like if they were the smallest, biggest, best craft brewery, they right. have better margins on stuff and more money for marketing. They're going to be able to compete and win there. But where they've gotten past that point, where they're bigger than that, they have to compete against Budweiser, who's now pivoted their market to go towards craft brews. Sure, sure. Um, and but at the same time, they're still competing against all those other craft brew people that can be more risky with the beers they're making, and right. the and all this can translate to weed. With like smaller people are going to be able to be more risky with the strains that they're going to try and grow out and pheno hunt, and they could get away with selling a lower yielding quality flower where like when Budweiser and those guys are like if kind of parry that over to cannabis, they're gonna be like the commercial tomato producers. Could where, be, but- where they select those commercial tomatoes uh because they grow better to ship better. Uh, they, there's just certain growth characteristics of the plant that are gonna matter more to a commercial grower versus like an at-home grower that'll affect the quality of the end products, in <laughs> my they're, opinion. They're going to diversify. Budweiser, Budweiser or whoever, Marlboro, is going to buy some of the craft brew uh, companies. They're going to have you know huge fields of essentially Budweiser or cartridges, whatever. See, so, and then they have a big advantage over New Belgium, who's like their competition, yeah. because they have their huge volume crappy beer, but they also have the, the good stuff to 
give to people too when you don't really know you're getting a Budweiser product. And let's be honest, if you're just looking to get high on your way to work, you know, then buying one of those cartridges for eight or $10, whatever the hell they're going to be, that's going to sell a lot of cannabis. That's going to keep a lot of people from spending a lot more money on craft cannabis, I think. It depends on how you look at things. I don't know if the analogy, like if it not analogy crosses, but you said if you just want to get high on the way to work, you can just buy one of those little pen things. Well, what if I just want to try and like eat something good on the way to work and I just get a McDonald's salad? That works. I don't know if you noticed, but there's like thousands, tens of thousands of McDonald's and they all got freaking lines out the, you know, for 24 hours a day, they got lines. Yeah, America will take that easy, cheap solution. They definitely will. And they'll I sacrifice do just want to say McDonald's has, has pivoted their business to having higher quality food ingredients in it with like the arrival of Chipotle and brands like that, that kind of their fast food, but they pride themselves on having good ingredients in the stuff. McDonald's has kind of pivoted towards that. And a lot of fast food is kind of moving towards that too. In my opinion on this, if you want to run small and don't get too big to stay small, if you want to run small, like Scotty, you consider yourself running a small family run micro business, correct? You know? Yep. What do I do when I outgrow my garage or what do I do when you got to watch it? It's a little different because you're not fully talking about in a, a, well, you do have a product, but regardless, if you have craft flour, this is just my ending opinion on that. You have craft flour really good flower, a business idea, really good service. Licensing is huge, depending on where you're at, what you're allowed to do. Sure. I can't imagine that uh, any of the big guys that have millions or billions of dollars could affect that with their lobby though. I mean, what what are you, Mr. Crush the Entrepreneurial Spirit? I'm telling you that before people go and drop, I just talked to a buddy that's got maybe a million bucks left left for his, you know, he's an older guy. He's been using that to, you know, since he retired. And he says, I want to invest in the CBD industry. I want to invest in this and that. And I'm like, yo, slow down. And there's going to be a lot of these companies that don't last over the, you know, the next couple of years. And if you're producing super high price cannabis. If you've got, uh, you know, uh, eight, 800 to a thousand dollar per pound cost on your cannabis, because you've got all these facility costs and all this, uh, employee costs, you're going to have a hard time competing when it goes into greenhouses and guys that have a hundred greenhouse. I mean, I've seen these complexes. You go to Yoder in Florida, there's hundreds of greenhouses set up. And as soon as you tell these guys they can move from poinsettias or exactly what Lowenfeld says from tomatoes to, uh, uh, you know, to cannabis. And if they say, Hey, look, you're talking of- about two different kinds of products though, man, you definitely are. That cannabis cannot be grown the same as I don't want to overuse the word craft cannabis. Why do you it depends say that? on scale. You know what? I have a friend that a really great grower that operates th- uh, two 30 acre facilities and grows world class uh, palms and bamboo to the point where they fill containers of them. He just did two containers they sent to Dominica for the owner of WhatsApp or the inventor of WhatsApp. So multi billionaire. So my point is these are the best palm trees in the world. They come from 60 acres. If you're good at managing, a facility, you can manage really, you can have best management practices. You can have a ton of employees that are overseeing that, that have dedicated their lives to it with good management. And yeah, you'll outproduce what we've got right now. What we've got right now. So in your end suggestion, then unless you are a mega producer of cannabis, you should not invest, you should not invest your savings or money into the cannabis business producing flour at any level. No, I didn't Uh, say that. I didn't say that. Uh, it, it's it's more about the time scale of when you're going to be making your money versus when you're going to yes. try and move to a different business. 
Yeah, um, don't wait to make your money. You make your money this year and next year if you're making your money on cannabis. Don't wait five years. We will see. Yes, that's my that's my only point. It is really scary. That discussion was absolutely frightening. <laughs> what really frightened me is as soon as you have a business that is doing well, and you you know you are somebody that's managing a hundred greenhouses and uh, you know satisfying. You don't forget this market's about to get much bigger. So you're doing something like that, and then of course you know Budweiser, you know like whatever multinational company, the real bad one, Monsanto comes and just says, "Look, we're buying you. We're buying everything around you, and you know, good luck. You want to get crushed out of business, or you want to sell to us?" Yeah, I could see that potential happen. It'll you be know. interesting. I might have been talking also on tying businesses together, not just production. When you have you know the model of can you, you know, the one model that I say that we've talked about on the show, if I had my, my dream business to work where you're growing cannabis at on the roof and multiple greenhouses, different strains that are yours, not many other people, anybody has them, you get known for this. It's produced there. It goes down to a consumption area, social area, music, food to a degree, that kind of thing. I'm talking about business that, that incorporates idea. all that. Love that idea. And then Monsanto tissue cultures your weed and start selling that strand. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I've just been so. reading too many of these books and uh, you know, these all of the books I read are about like anthropology and sociology. Dude, the people that run the world are so fucking smart that I'm starting to think that they're just letting us do all the work in this cannabis industry so they can just swallow it all up and take it for themselves. Even more specific what? to cannabis and agriculture in general, uh, everything is about scale. Yes. Uh, if, if you can scale bigger than someone else, your overhead is lower, your costs are lower, you're going to be able to outcompete that person. Well, that, that, that's how agriculture just in, in general, like that's one of the first things they teach you is that a bigger farm is always going to sure. have it easier than a smaller farm. But what I'm learning with vertical integration is it also matters how efficient and what kind of technology you're using to extract and what kind of products you're making. And then how is your branding, which is why I'm not in any of these businesses, because I don't know how to do all that stuff. I can talk about growing weed, build up a little loyalty, brand well, I mean, loyalty from we, that. But. We, we, we tried with the CBD company. <laughs> Just we had an amazing CBD product mm -hmm. that was better than anything I've tried out on the market. But trying to distinguish distinguish yourself in a market just full of where you can't even say the actual facts about your stuff online, yep. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so, your hands are tied. So you love that idea I had, but did you have a butt on there? Well, I'm sorry. What was your idea? I'm high. The idea of you know a business that has all its own stuff integrated. You know, as sure, far that's, as that's a nano brewery is what you're kind of saying. But you know, or maybe a restaurant that take, gets all its herbs from a, from a rooftop garden. Uh, by the way, everybody says rooftop gardens. Roofs leak, man. You better be careful about that shit, man. But uh, yeah, I like the idea. You know, it's a. Uh, I imagine you don't sound very enthusiastic because it would cost you a fortune to do all that stuff. And so this just reminded me of like there's different people in the world. You say, well, if everything's just about mass, fast and easy, then I don't know why I go to a not. local cafe. It is by not. me called Humble Roots, which does try to source everything with 100 miles. Instead, I should just go to McDonald's or what's what's the, sometimes hold on. I'll yep. go to a brewery in Maple Ridge that has six rotating taps on. They've only been in business two years. Yes. If I were to listen to your advice, I would think they would be. Why would they even open? Because they're not maps. Like it does. It just. I'm bringing these points up because you sound right. very. I don't know if discerning is the right word, but just not uh, negative. Yeah, you're like, I'm, why do it? Everybody else has got it super big. No, what, 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 about, what he's saying is that there's there's not there's not just big business or just small business. There's both, and you don't want to get to the point where you're stuck in the middle of not being a big business or not being a small business. 
where where like you can operate and be completely successful, like a, a winery in the Bordeaux region of France selling like a hundred bottles of wine every year. You right. Extremely successful because you have that niche market. Right. But if they got tried to get too big, they wouldn't be able to have the same grapes growing from the same land that they were before, and it's going to be a different product. And what happened, like I said, Budweiser starts buying you know, Odell's Craft Brewery, which is a small craft brewery near us that makes amazing beers, and you're still drinking Odell's and you don't know you're paying Budweiser for it. That's the thing that scares the hell out of me, is Monsanto making a subsidiary and starting to buy companies out and just forcing you to sell to them, and all of a sudden your craft can Cannabis is really grown by you know, by the devil herself. Now, know? thinking about it, grapes is kind of a good analogy for that. Think about Gallo. Gallo owns so many independent grape farms, and then they just buy their grapes at the end of the season and yeah. they make Gallo wine and sell it. But he don't sell no wine before his time. <laughs> good commercials back in the day. We'll move on. Well. I'll tie that into another subcategory of being, Scotty, a responsible consumer. Okay? Yes, sir. Do your research. All right. We got to do the news. Some friends hey, check in. Can I in. say one thing about the talk? It, Dr. Collin was so cool. It was a mic. He gave his first, they asked him what the uh, first myth about cannabis or growing cannabis was. He said that you can do it without microbes, that there's a such thing as a sterile plant. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's so true. And just as a, a shameless recharge plug, you add a bunch of bacteria, you add a bunch of soil microbes in there because they're a bunch of good ones because the bad ones are coming. So when they show up, like I said, nature abhors a vacuum. When those bad ones are coming, have a stadium full of good guys waiting for them. Good luck getting in. Yes, no vacancy. No vacancy, sir. It's like being at the fair yesterday. Big lines everywhere. Couldn't get close. All right. I think I was rather caffeinated for that little what's going on. It's felt good. like I had to good, get sir. on my soapbox there. But that caffeination come from Cuvée Coffee here. You guys, shout out to DGC PJ, who came to the DDC Cup. That's why you're like, why the hell's dude talking about coffee? Because he works at a coffee company, the first one to do some cold, nitro cold brew canned down in Austin, Texas. But they also sell a ton of great coffees, online beans from around the world. That's Scotty. awesome. That is so cool. Uh, coupon code DUDE Holy over there will shit. work. That's a What's comparison up? right there. We totally missed the coffee comparison. Of, yeah. uh, you know, it's the same thing. Super high quality. Uh, you know, there's people that will pay, what, hundreds of dollars per pound for certain coffees. Yeah, the farmer's not making that, though. Sorry to burst your bubble. That's my point. And then who's, he does the does the major comp- companies, you know, these multinational companies or Starbucks go to all these little farmers and pay them, you know, just and maybe it's a fair wage, but ain't nobody getting rich off it. Coffee's kind of all white labeling and rebranding. Yeah, why I got to be white? Hmm. All white labeling and rebranding. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? It all comes from, they. I know a fr- my friend that's the really great grower that I was just mentioning, that manages 60 acres in Florida, uh, mm-hmm. a good friend of his where he go, they go to Costa Rica. He's the largest coffee buyer in Central America. You know, that's going, I'm sure he's the largest coffee seller in Central America too. Well, I'll send this over to Cuba Coffee to get, which I don't know, I'd like to learn as well, get PJ up on the show to learn how they do their buying. Um, yeah, sound- I just think it's going to be a great comparison in the cannabis industry as far as what we're talking about. Craft industries, a bunch of yeah, definitely. You know, different growers. I think exactly. really so he's seen some of, the, some of the comparisons with how people like to come in and have, get the different smells off the coffee and they have tastings and all that. And I, we could ask him, Scotty, is he 
too small or too big or just <laughs> in the middle or what, what does he, he have say? going on? Too small to be big and too big to be small. We've been saying that all morning. It's fucking cool. Anyway, the Coupe Coffee is friends of the DDC on dogrows.com. You can see all the friends of the DDC, different coupon codes from some of our sponsors and friends. And everybody likes, not everybody, a lot of people like to enjoy a little coffee. So vote with your dollars. Try some Coupe out of Austin. And you will hear from PJ soon because I don't agree with Guru's overstatement of what was it? Coffee's all white label rebranded. I mean, do you ever see coffee labeled as the farm it came from, like in Colombia or Java or anything? Because yes. if it's anything other than that, it's white labeled in my opinion. And uh, can you name a brand off the top of your head? Dude, I get my coffee stamped with Juan Valdez's face on there, man. Boom. <laughs> and that's all coming from a single source no. farm? That's a multinational branding company. You really think that guy in the picture is Juan Valdez? That's Hell what no. I'm saying. It's probably Antonio Banderas. Are right, you ready to hit the news? So before we do, I'll remind you guys as well, the door prize is going. You guys want to get some seeds from Irie Genetics, five-pack gold. I think it's a five-pack, maybe a six-pack. Golden goat, feminized, all right? S1, and which means self on itself, which is kind of creepy. But, uh, yeah, Irie Genetics, man, check them out to win. Dudegrows.com, just look at that. It's right on the homepage there. Can't miss it. All you need to do is enter with your email and share, and you can pick that up. Hey, I'm still thinking of Antonio Banderas as Juan Valdez. Antonio Banderas? I'm going to call Hollywood in a second, man. He's done. (laughs) Anyway, let's see. You ready for the news? I am, sir. I am. Do you have any strains that make you creative? Obviously, I do. Actually, I did smoke this Bubba Kush yesterday, and I went out running. And I'm telling you, every, you know, I actually have a little timer. I'm trying to get a little better at it. And every, like, three minutes, I would stop and have to write an idea down. And they were good ideas. So I guess so. Bubba Kush right. for me, sir. This is out of the Westward by Hubert Fuego, who we've covered before. I talked about with his Ask a Stoner segment. Right. This says, need a little spur in creativity to finish that essay or PowerPoint presentation? Cannabis isn't always the cure, but there's no doubt it'll put you in a different state of mind. That elevated perspective can take you to a new world for a few hours. It's, okay. uh, can I just tell you, I will get super high and write some of these real bakes or whatever. And sometimes I'll look at them and I'm like, holy shit, it's eight typewritten pages. Just so baked. I've just been hanging out, you know, geeking out on this stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, I definitely agree with this so far. Because that doesn't mean all, any old strain will get the job done. Many varieties of cannabis can shut down creative creativity, motivating you to do nothing more than eat a box of corn dogs. So kind of stereotype is that, man? I believe I had I had a shutdown. Actually, it was uh, shout out to Tara Lee. She's YouTube Tara Lee Live. She ran into us. She always has a mobile like dad kit with rosin. She has a bunch of different rosin sure. from her own grow, and we sat out a chair. What's that? Are they refrigerated? Uh, she does not have a portable fridge. No, I swear to God, people bring, they've got this little dab fridge and it has like an ice pack in it and stuff like that. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. But regardless, I took a little dab of some hybrid type, really good tasting orangey stuff and it just shut me up for like 15 minutes. I'm sitting there with JR, Uncle Jim and her and then JR had some and he just got shut up and we're both like, uh, Glad we're amongst friends, because a lot of time if you're sitting at a table, people just being quiet, they're going to be like, what's wrong with this dude? Wow. But it was like, what's that? It was mute weed, huh? It was just, yeah, mute weed. So I do agree different strains have different effects. They they go over 10 different strains here um, to say, you know, which ones have different effects for creativity. I would tie it into something 
it's hard for me to say anymore. Jeff Lowenfels and those talks doubted that there's any even true indicas or sativas. There isn't. They're all hybrids. I just got to ask you before we go on too far. Do you think that mute weed would work on me? Mm. No fucking chance, man. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. What <laughs> I will go with from what I know of, you know, sativa type leaning hybrids right. are for me have always been. That's why I loved Island Sweet Skunk. It was my morning weed. It was a great. And I would say that's what ties me into creative, being creative for highness or something you might not enjoy doing, making it more enjoyable. For example, if you've taken the ferry over to Vancouver Island 35 times, maybe try it while you're, you know, a little elevated. You might go out and sit on the sun deck instead of, you know, so there are things that will affect situations. It makes things a lot nicer when you're nice and high. Absolutely. For you, like going to the uh, Royal Gorge on a significant amount of edibles. There really wasn't enough weed. I mean, I'm so sorry, dude. I, I know that whatever, but rocks look like rocks, man. You go four hours south, they still look like fucking rocks, man. Here, let me... <laughs> One quick review in here. They feature Stardog, which I'm pretty excited to hopefully get soon. Right. And it says, Stardog, regular tokers will appreciate Stardog's mental lift and quick burst of elation which can spur creativity and curiosity. I mean, that has so many different strains. Do you think There's that metal... they just paid for these or these are just people That's, took them out I have no idea. for this or something? I don't think so because why? it doesn't point us to a dispensary or anything. But regardless, it's uh, a lot of the descriptions go on with what a lot of strains would do. And it's different with each person. But I do like the creativity aspect. Uh, I guess this show is creativity, Scotty. We're always elevated when we're doing the show, so it works. Definitely. And but let's you you're a huge advocate of exercise. You want to talk about being creative, get your blood pumping, get your heart pumping, and then smoke some weed. I mean, that is gonna get you so high. And that you just with your energy that you have, you're not gonna be what's this goofball say, sitting on the couch eating Cheetos or something like that. I never feel like that with weed. You know, I always want to do something. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, definitely getting out there is the first thing I do before my before exercise, before yeah. I bike, whatever. It's toke down. Yeah. Yeah. People will look at you like you're crazy when you smoke like a whole joint and do some of the mountain biking that you do. <laughs> I've been working on a little neighborhood workout loop because I haven't worked out in a couple of weeks and it's sure. bothering me. We're like, you do a loop on the bike and then you do some pull-ups, you do a quick loop on the bike and do something else kind of thing. And I'm like, it'd be intense if like you're doing the loop on the bike and, you know, you got the uh, just either the spliff or better yet, maybe a blunt hanging out. But you're still kicking ass, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It is hard right. to do things while actually smoking a joint. I've tried it. <laughs> One more news story here. I thought this was interesting. Titled 11 Arrested Guns Seized in Huge Black Market Marijuana Grow at Sacramento Wildlife Preserve. Damn it. Do I smoke every time you say interesting, too? <laughs> so... Yeah, I was just, okay, first off, if you're planning to do a grow, these are these, you know, grows are in the middle of forests. And a lot of times you hear them like, why would you plan to do it right in the middle of the wildlife preserve? Anywhere on federal land or where they're going to, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I didn't know that. so much goddamn land out there. Yeah, they said this was, they had 15,000 marijuana plants were eradicated and 3,000 pounds of processed marijuana were seized. Um, and about 1,900 pounds of trash. This is always a sore thumb for cannabis when the news stories feature these, especially out in California. Right. Uh, I guess this must tie to there's not many individuals unless like you're a straight up gangster. Like what's your job description? 
right, you're going to go live in the woods. Hey, you know what though? Whole- I don't, we don't realize this because we're not in that world. There is a lot of gang activity going on. Uh, there's a lot of people that will, you know, set something up, whether it's, yeah, there are organized crime that will find people, you know, make them sit out in the woods for however many months. And if they go to jail, they got to keep their mouth shut if they get caught, you know? I see. What would that. you do if you're out there? Like, if you hiked upon one of these, would you just like walk backwards Fuck slowly? Yes, man. Fuck yes. And yes, just act. Would you just act like you never saw it? Yeah, I'd hope that the peacocks didn't uh, d- didn't sell me out, man. Now you'd be like, this would be one of those people out there with a selfie stick. This would be one of them getting. Yeah, that would be the way you get killed. Take a yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. I didn't know there was still fully a market for that, but I guess until prohibition is fully done. I mean, if this is in Cali, where are you taking that outdoor to? I guess all the way to the next closest prohibition state or East Coast? The people that were growing it were probably the cartels. And yes, I would assume that's what they're doing. I, I don't think this is just like normal gangs. This is uh, the cartels have like notoriously operated in national parks in California and stuff and around there in the woods. Don't forget. Those um, and they'll grow it there and then just move it to another state where they're going to make way more money on it. Yeah, those 11 people arrested. I mean, that's nothing for some organized crime division or some organized crime, I'll say. They, they can, can, they can afford that. No, and those those are just poor farmers from Mexico that got brought up here by the cartel to run a cannabis farm in the middle of the woods. I seen it. I seen they're literally. I, I don't know if you've seen this on TV. Sometimes they'll show it, and they're just drinking water. You know, they're living off like a little propane stove, just huge, just uh, five gallon containers of water. They're drinking. I mean, they've got nothing out there. These people are so poor. How the fuck do you put them in jail? It's tough. All right, ready to maybe just change gears? Yes. A little chuckle in there. Oh, I love love you the memes. All, you picked all the memes today, as yes. usual. Yes, they just make me laugh so hard. But by, by the time you get there, I've I've already picked them. All right, this is Dank versus Penis because I'm trying. You wanted me to read that one, and uh, this, <laughs> this is, is the guy on the vape pen. He's he's sucking on a vape pen. I'll take it because I just love it. It says Penis Personal Electronic Nicotine Inhalation System. Come on, man. <laughs> By meme user. You, I can't even give nobody credit for that. That's fucking oh, hilarious. I'll take it. Drew, no laughter? Meh. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, oh, I get one. it. I get it. Somebody also said in the comments that thought Guru was a big black guy as well. So there's a lot of imagery of people like Yeah, <laughs> with a clean shaven head is what they said, which I found fairly interesting. All right. This one's Outdoor Plants in South Florida. According to Scotty, by Love the Dank. I don't know. This one's funny. This just reminds me of South Florida. And it says outdoor plants in South Florida when they've reached their daily light integral. Sorry, the DLI. And it just shows a guy with a fucking Glock just about about to shoot the sun. Or it looks like he's shooting the sun. Yeah, that reminds me of South Florida. I hear you're not supposed to shoot up into the sky because they got to come down somewhere. No, you can. It just has to be a holiday. Uh, all right. Yeah. This is Rip Paul Krasner. Yeah. I, you know, I Googled Paul Krasner. This is by Vladdy Batty. And he was like one of the Murray pranksters. He was like a, a writer and stuff like that. He just died recently. But uh, okay. I just thought this was funny. First off, it always reminds me. This is Ronald Reagan behind the Amer- in front of the American flag uh, looking all stoic. And it says, I smell hippies. And then they say, <laughs> it's called Kush, Mr. President. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I'm reading a couple books on sociology and, and just how societies are engineered. 
And the hippies really did it. The hippies were these intelligent, you know, well-educated people from, you know, that went to college and didn't like what they saw with the government. They really wanted to change it. And ever since then, they've been scared as the government's been scared as hell of educated, you know, middle-class educated people that can get things done that can really cause trouble for the government. Did no. you guys see, did you guys see the thing where people made a huge, uh, like, Group of people on Facebook that were going to raid Area 51. Yes, I did. I almost bought the T-shirt. Like, I, I think the government looked at that and thought, like, wow, this is a really funny joke, but it's also really scary to think what these people could do if they actually tried to do this for something important. Yes. So let's just keep the misinformation going. Let's make sure there's talking about Kim Kardashian's ass instead of anything that's really going on. And we'll be just fine. Well, this may dumb it down, but Scotty, make sure you don't read too much because it might make you think too hard. I've been, okay? I can't, I just sit around and I see what's going on in mainstream media. I see people pissing their time away, doing nothing. I feel like this life is a, a gift and that we should try to do something better. I just hate to sound you know, ridiculous, but let's make the world a little bit better. If I can teach more people how to grow, great. You know, if I have to go. Hell yeah, no, it, I agree with all that. You and know if, me. I, if I have to go learn it, you know, stay one lesson ahead of the kids, okay? That's all you got to do. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If I got to go learn it and then just talk about what I learned recently, I hope it helps. I hope it gets other people talking about interesting things. When I see somebody that's dedicating their lives or multiple people dedicating their lives to show housewives arguing or people at work just makes me feel weird. That's all. Fair enough. Well, I will distract everything with my clip. Um, shout outs here. If you just want to check out this video, Scotty, at least some people out there still having some fun, not taking life too serious. Do you know who that is? Do you watch this guy at all? Wait, I don't take life serious. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Wow, that is. That's Anthony Kiedis. We're just it? checking out a video of Anthony Kiedis <laughs> was vacationing awesome. on Lake Michigan, and he right. like photobombed a news clip intentionally just to have some fun for the day. Ah, that is cool, man. I always love to see people out there having fun, especially if they're nah, not especially, but you know, I, I I'm fond of Anthony Kiedis for his good music and humor. Cool cat. Yeah, it is. What weird I know to see these crazy people that were crazy in the '90s getting old, like in their fifties now. I mean, I guess it's happening to me, and I'm still crazy. From what I know, the man made it. He beat a drug addiction of many, 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 many years. So yeah. let's hit the shout-outs. Let's hit the shout-outs. We're rambling. Right. Hopefully that was a good show for you guys. You enjoy what's going on. You can comment on who won the conversation, me or Scotty. It was a back-and-forth heated battle. Wait, wait, wait. Really? I just thought no. we were talking about... Dude, I hope to God everybody's able to hold on to this industry and make their money. I just kind of see reality, all the social engineering that's going on. And I can't help to think that this multi-billion dollar industry won't be excluded from it. Let's just let the YouTube comments figure it out and read them all and take them in deeply. Yeah, Scotty. don't come on so heavy, Scotty. That's what I'm going to comment. <laughs> all right. This is our shout out to Iron Lung and 710Boys and Med Painter. Med Painter. I don't know what that is. Yeah. How about Cannabis Gardener and Hustling Deals? Yeah. All right. We got, man, I don't, was it Med Medicrop or did we hang? I know Terry Lee Live. Shout out was this thing with Terry Lee Live and Canaflam Dynamic Northwest Cannabis Club. And throughout the weekend at the Indo Expo, all that important good times. Nice. Oh, yeah, Medicropper, I always enjoy his YouTube stuff. Excellent, excellent. Canafarm Dynamic, did you get them? I got OG Slabbin, and he'll talk about a badass breeder. Ninja. It was there as well. Shout out, last but not least, Young Rasta Belch. 
All right, nice. Good time hanging, dude. Thanks for going up to Den uh, to Portland and down, uh, getting all that information. down to Portland. Yeah, it would be up for me. That's right. All right, guys. Peace out. Stay higher. We'll be coming at you. Tegrees, it dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it out day long Get away!